broken yet although this past weekend my sports teams conspired to try to make me drink arsenal took an l the eagles took an l and i stayed the course january is still dry and this week i have the best sparkling water in the business a trader joe's raspberry lime oh boy doesn't seem like it would be but Oh yeah. Trader Joe's. I haven't been to a Trader Joe's in a long time. Not because I don't like it, but because our Trader Joe's here is just like absolutely ridiculously busy and in a terrible spot to get to. So I just avoid it. That's, that's a bummer. I, we try to do most of our shopping at Trader Joe's if we can, but we have a small Trader Joe's, so there's not everything we can get there. So it's usually multiple trips, but this is a wrestling podcast, not a grocery yeah. podcast. And le- <laughs> welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri, who I'm here with every week. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how'd you feel about the wrestling this week? Wrestling was okay. Uh, some, uh, I would say it was okay. What was more interesting to me was the uh, the internet <laughs> community. Yeah, fair enough. Just uh, going wild, buck wild. About everything, you, it seems. Did you watch Raw? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. You'll have to carry Raw then. Our <laughs> format is Dimitri's Top of the Mid Headlines, Stock Rising, Stocks Falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc. to kick off a conversation. But Dimitri, I think our truth's just going to be Top of the Mid for the foreseeable future. He's the guy, man. He's the guy. Did you? Okay. I know you didn't watch Raw, but did you I saw see the, the okay. I saw the clip. Mm-hmm. You saw the, like, mm-hmm. the full, the full... The full so good. That he's <laughs> photoshopped himself into all of the Judgment Day events and lore. Yes. And that when he was born, he looked the doctor <laughs> in the eye and he said, one day I'm going to be a member of Judgment Day. It was so good. It's like so like so ridiculous. I feel like only our truth can pull it off. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> only our truth can pull it off. Right. It's just so ridiculous, but it's just so entertaining. And um yeah, I feel like he's going to be top of the mid for the foreseeable future because it feels like every week he just like tops himself. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa <laughs> uh, it feels like every week, you know, he's doing something to top himself. And uh, man, uh, the live, laugh, judgment day. Did you see they came out with T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love I actually love that catchphrase. That's so funny, man. But it's also that, like, the fact that he thinks his role in the Judgment Day is to make the group more likable. Mm-hmm. Which, like, realistically. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just the whole thing's insane. It's so good. It's it's crazy. It almost feels like a rehash of the Sammy Bloodline story. Uh, but just. Yeah, I could see that. With a slight tweak, you know? Kind of a similar With deal. more comedy, though. Way more comedy. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. All right. Give me a headline. Our streets are saying blood's back. You've seen... Uh, I'm not saying it's back. I think it's just kind of like a coincidence. I don't think anything happened on purpose, but on... It was, uh, it was a botch. Blood's not yeah. back. Blood, it was a botch. Blood's not back. Blood's not back, people. 
People are saying blood's back. Blood's not back. Um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit though, because I'm not a guy that uh, like needs to see blood in wrestling. Like I don't need every match to be John Moxley. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't have to be that every match, but I do feel in certain circumstances, uh, much more rare. I would, I would say it should be more rare, but like, I think adding blood to the equation really just like heightens the look and the feel of certain feuds. I've got a prime example of this. Go ahead. Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, when Brock played. Yes. When he, when he broke himself open the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Like Cody made Brock bleed. Yeah. That's what you get out of that from a storyline perspective. That's mm-hmm. huge. That is extremely powerful for you to work with. The, the man that has been made invincible bled at yeah. the hands of Cody Rhodes. Like that's where it can be a storytelling device and not just a violence device. Right. It's a great storytelling device. Um, when used sparingly and in the right scenarios, it can be like an iconic image, like mm-hmm. and burnt into my minds are like images of like stone cold on the mat face, bloody as hell that is burnt into my memory. Another one that's burned into my memory, freaking John Cena. I think it was versus Umaga. Boy was bloody as hail. And that one is burnt into my memory. It's just like wrestling, as much as it is an athletic thing, it's also an art form. And when you add something like blood to the equation, when it calls for it, it can really elevate the art form. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And what, what we were starting this conversation was from is the triple threat match on SmackDown. Um, LA Knight got busted open um, after a big flippity-doo by AJ Styles. Flippity-doo. And uh, I mean, they, they showed the slow motion replay, and you can just see that as AJ's coming down, his right forearm to, to elbow pops LA Knight right across the head. And it just, you got to cut from it. It shit happens. Uh, I mean, I don't think LA Knight seemed too phased. He came from TNA. He's old school, man. He's, he fucks with that. Yeah. I mean, he's a man. He's 40. Like he's fine with it. It it was just weird though. You know, you see Charles Robinson, like get the gloves out. And I'm like, I didn't even remember when they, they didn't even give the WWE referees gloves anymore because there was just, there was a fully no blood policy. Like mm-hmm. I remember there was a match earlier this year. I can't remember who it was, but someone got cut and they weren't supposed to. And the ref had to run to the corner and was like going like this, like to get gloves from the doctor. I vaguely remember that. And I was like, bro, like you don't even send the refs out with gloves in their pockets just in case. Right. Yeah. It's just like, they're just like, no, it's not a possibility. We don't bleed here. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I mean, the AEW refs, like they're pros at the like, still watching the action, like gloves half on one, two, kick, ready to go. Like they, they, they are glove experts. Like they, they probably glove do like experts. glove, glove training exercises. They do, in the they back. do glove training exercises, like corporate <laughs> jobs force those security exercises on you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Something else the streets were talking about this week was Mercedes Monet. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Amen, brother. <laughs> so much she anger. She was never going to debut at Daly's Place last no, night. No, 
No way. Do you want to know if she's going to debut? It's going to be a revolution. Oh, hold like, on. I'm going to have to pick. I'm going to have to fix that in post. I think you meant to say I, rumble. I did not mean to say the rumble. <laughs> she is not showing up at the rumble. <laughs> AEW revolution. We're still like eight weeks away. AEW revolution 2024. Sunday, March 3rd. So we're about six weeks away from that. It's sold out. There's like 140 tickets available. And like they're talking about maybe opening up another small section, but they're getting into that point where it's like almost behind the stage. Mm -hmm. So they can't really open up anymore. It's a sellout. It's the first pay-per-view of the year. Mm, You know, that might be where it happens. I think that that would be where you do it. If you're going to do it, you do it at a pay-per-view. You bring her out to 15,000 cheering fans. If it's going to happen in AEW, mm-hmm. again, I believe in the Fightful Profit, so it's going to be an AEW. It's going to be you in the WWE. You can keep talking your shit about the Rumble. If WWE is going to do it, of course, that's when you do it. Of you course, seen, that's when you do it. You but, saw her, her, her picture with Bailey recently? Yeah, I did. They're just trolling. They're just They're good besties. friends. They're you know? trolling. They want to work together. Mercedes Monet wants a bag, dog. Like she can get a bag, just maybe not the bag. She wants the bag. <laughs> she wants two of the bags. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, no, I've no. got I've got great memories of of when she was known as Sasha Banks in the Rumble, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening. She's just going to hit us with the split again. She's going to go into the rumble and she's going to hit us with the split again. And if she, listener, if Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks comes back to the rumble, right? And the first thing she does is hit a split. The (laughs) internet is going to explode. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. The internet is going to self-destruct and explode. All right. And I'm here for it. And that's exactly why she's coming back at the rumble. All right. You know, if that's if that's the move, then I, I'm okay with it. Hell yeah. Uh, Bloodline Cinematic Universe. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-oh. Roman beat everybody up, and now he has a fatal four-way at the Rumble. Mm. I think this is dumb. I would like to hear your opinion on this. Elaborate. I think it's dumb. Elab- elaborate. if Roman Reigns loses this title without being pinned or submitted... And one of these other guys just does it. I'm not having that as the way that this title reign ends. If that's the way this is booked, that is so fucking dumb. And I guess maybe WWE is looking at it like, oh, well, Roman doesn't need the title anymore. He doesn't. But that would be a stupid way to end it. Exactly. There's no story there of like passing the torch which I think is like that's Cody Rhodes finishing his story, which unfortunately he's going to have to wait until WrestleMania 2025 since we're going to have Rock Roman in Philly. But uh, that's just like such a weak way for this title reign to end if that's what they decide to do at the Rumble. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think Roman Reigns is going to smash him, stack him, one, two, three, and keep his belt. Yeah, no, I think that's either that's going to happen or uh, some sort of uh, funky um, 
disqualification weird finish where there's like something funky that happens. And then obviously in that scenario, Roman doesn't lose the belt anyway. So I guess if it's a fatal four way, there's no DQ for interference though. Right. Right. I think you're correct. So if solo and Jimmy get involved, I don't think they can be DQ'd. Unless somebody comes out with like a weapon or something and somebody's handed a weapon and the ref sees it, then DQ. But then again, even if that happens, if somebody hits, like say somebody, like somebody who's not Roman, uh, hits somebody else who's not Roman and there's a disqual, can that happen? I don't think it can. Hmm. Cause then who wins? That's a great question. (laughs) I was sitting here thinking about it. I was like, wait, wait, wait I don't wait, think wait, there's wait, any, I don't think there's a DQ in this. So maybe it's just leading the path to, to, to more shenanigans. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't love the booking. Like, I think they're trying to build this, like Nick Aldis is tough. He's on, the man. Like Roman Reigns can't do what he's done. He ain't no bitch. Like Adam Pierce, mm-hmm. you know, like all this kind of hold him responsible. All right, cool, 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 cool. Roman Reigns better not lose his belt in a fucking fatal four way at the Royal Rumble. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, it, I agree. Um, I agree that he doesn't need the belt uh, at this point in his run. But uh, I also agree that him losing the belt here would be just like really deflating. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like uh, when he does finally lose the belt, it's going to be like the most like it's, it's I'm gonna not going to say huge it's, moment. It's going to be huge. I'm not going to say it's going to be shocking because if it happens at Mania, it's going to be something we're like kind of expecting. So it's not going to feel like the Undertaker streak when he lost and everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh my God. But when he does lose, I mean, if there were anything close to that in terms of scale in recent memory, that's probably the most big deal thing that's going to be talked about for a long time uh, when it finally happens. So with that being said, uh, yeah, it would be horseshit to have it happen in this match. Do you think they're working on potentially Roman having a match with Nick Aldis? Oh shit. This is something that has never crossed my mind. That would be mighty interesting. My friend. Cause I mean, Aldis is a wrestler. Yeah, I think I think Aldis will eventually have a match. It seems like he's scrappy enough that he's going to like get beef with somebody and then eventually have a match kind of like Vince did back in the day with people who were on the roster. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be Roman. It would be really cool if it was Roman. That would be a very cool dynamic to see, especially, you know, Roman wins. He's going to like beat the boss. And then like Roman Aldis yeah. at the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> what a crazy idea. But yo, I would be here for it. I would absolutely love to see that. <laughs> that would be something. Um, let's switch it up this week. And because we don't have a lot of stocks falling. So no. let's do stocks falling first and okay. rising second. That work for you? Yeah, it works for me, bub. All right. What's your stock falling? Uh, All the wrestling tribalism that goes on, dude. It's like. It's so annoying. It's so Um, draining. It's so draining. It just like, it really makes me think of uh, the same thing happens in video games, except like maybe back like in high school or middle school. Some people still do it as adults, but like 
most of the time now we're just like, yeah, we'll just play whatever. You know, we have a preference. My friend group's on PlayStation, but um, I still play Xbox. I still play the Switch. I just got a PC. I play the PC. Um, that being said, it's like the same thing with wrestling. You know, you don't have to like watch one every week. I don't always watch. Th- I typically don't watch AEW as much as I watch WWE. That doesn't mean I hate and AEW. I'm, and I'm, I'm the opposite. Like yeah. I usually will catch Dynamite, but Raw is hit or miss. That doesn't mean I hate AEW. They're like, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. They're a similar thing. So on the realm of all my gamers out there, I think of it as like AEW is kind of like PC gaming and WWE is kind of like console gaming. And why is WWE like console gaming? Because it's way more accessible. A lot of people have seen it. There's a lot of history with it. It's just easy to turn on and watch because there's a lot of people that people are familiar with and it's just familiar and comfortable for a lot of people. That doesn't mean it's always the better option, but it's just the one that most people have access to and a lot of people watch. Then there's AEW, which is like PC gaming, because I would say, you know, sometimes quite often the wrestling can be a lot more uh, varied. On AEW. It looks a lot different too. Yeah, it looks a lot different. Wrestling can be varied. Uh, like a PC, you're going to see a lot of different stuff that you wouldn't see on console, like you wouldn't mm-hmm. see on WWE. It's going to be a little bit more for the niche or intense fan. Is that fair? I, I think to a point. I mean, I yeah. personally, the way I look at AEW compared to WWE is I think AEW has a lot more adult storylines, adult-oriented yes. storylines, mm-hmm. compared to WWE is sometimes very storyline lacking, as uh, as TK likes to remind people on Twitter a lot. <laughs> um, I, like, f- for what it's worth, I think that for most of the time – on AEW, things happen for a reason. There's a mm-hmm. reason that matches happen. There isn't just a, I booked this because I want to see it. I mean, that's what the Continental Classic kind of was, but you're not going to see Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy for the world title in AEW. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. As many people that, that would maybe get to tune into Dynamite to see that, it's not going to happen. Because, hate to say it, Jeff Hardy's washed, and he can't put on a match quality-wise for the world title at this point in his career. I hate hearing that. I know you hate hearing it. I know it's true. But, but I hate hearing know it. for a fact that if Vince was still booking the WWE and Jeff Hardy was there, there's always a chance that Vince would just say, no, you know what? I need something for Seth to do tonight. Seth Rollins versus Jeff Hardy for the world title. That's Maybe true. we haven't seen Jeff in three weeks, and the last time we did, he missed his swanton. But we're going we're going to run it back anyway. That so, is the most accurate description. <laughs> am I? I'm right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it's because it's a name recognition kind of situation yeah. where yeah, we're going to book it sure, and that you're not going to find that in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like Samoa Joe came out last night and was just even talking about how. You know, there's going to be a new protocol to challenge for the world title. So if you want a piece of me and you want to get your your head stepped in, come on down that ramp, have a conversation with me, and we'll talk about having a fight. And so Swerve came out, 
that was big. I was like, oh, hope they don't do that too fast because like that's going to be a banger. I don't want that to be on a random dynamite. I want that mm. to be a pay-per-view. Hangman came down. Still some beef with Swerve. He's got some beef with Joe. And then the hook signal went up and hook at the oh. end. He just yeah, fuck off. <laughs> he looked at Samoa Joe and he went one week and then turned around. And so book next week is hook Samoa Joe. Now, is that a little bit hand wavy? Yeah. But at the same time, hook is 29 and one in his wrestling career in AEW. Wins and losses don't matter as much as they used to in AEW, but they still matter. Yep. So you can reasonably say this is a guy who is on a winning streak, has been very strong in every match he's been in. Why shouldn't he have a shot at the world title? He's going to be 29 and two after that world title shot, but let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's see if the kid can sink or swim. Makes some logical sense. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that's one of the things with, with AEW that also grinds people's gears. Because they're like, why the fuck is Hook? He hasn't done anything in the business. He's like 16. Why is he wrestling for the world title? I just, like, I'm not. It doesn't matter. Just enjoy the match. There's exactly. going to be so many suplexes. That's my big thing. It's just like, I feel like people just don't know how to just enjoy something. It's like, always got to pick no, something apart. Like, it's just like, I like this one thing. So this other thing has to be awful. No, nah, yep. bro. Both can be a both can be good to all right or great, whatever. But doesn't just because you like one doesn't mean the other one's awful. It doesn't mean you have to you don't have to sit here and justify why you watch one show over the other one. It's fine. You just like what you like, man. Yeah, and I mean, my stock falling this week is raw because mm-hmm. I had no interest in watching it. Yeah, it wasn't great. Na- National championship game was on. I yeah. watched that. I did. I also actually I watched that. Uh, Live, I watched the Natty instead of Raw. I watched yeah. the Raw later. Yeah, and like I, I saw on Twitter what was going on with Raw. I checked out a recap. Be like, is it worth tuning in for? And what seemed like was worth tuning in for was the Drew and Punk promo that opened the show, our Truth segment. Yep, and the main event, Cody and Shinsuke. Yep. Now you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> so those are the three things that I watched. And like I read the raw recap, like I just don't give a shit about most of the stuff that happened on this show. Mm-hmm. Like I just I don't care. Like Finn Balor and Champa don't care. Oh yeah, that Do was a big a don't shit. care for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Kofi, and Ludwig's more of a heel. And All right, that really was that mad. was kind of interesting. Yeah, he was kind of a sure. douchebag there. I, again, I just don't care. I just right. like I don't. It doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, women's tag team championship. We already know how I feel about the current women's tag team champs. And I knew they weren't losing the belts back tonight. So again, don't care. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not into the way this is being booked anyway. So I'm not watching this match. Circles back to the same problem. There's just too, too much time. (laughs) They're just filling, they're just filling stuff. And like, I guess there was a meet party on, um, with, with, uh, Otis and Bruh. uh who who did he wrestle? Uh was it a Viking guy? Uh yeah. Again, like his name. Um I had to tell you something actually about that meat party segment. It was just really funny because uh what's his name? Uh the one announcer. Wade Barrett. Accent. Yes, Wade Barrett. 
Um, he's over there talking about like meat party this, meat party that, and then Michael Cole goes, "You you must love meat parties, huh?" And then he goes, "Oh, Cole, I love meat parties." And then he says something like, "You you haven't seen one? Why don't you go on the internet and look it up?" <laughs> and I, I had to rewind it. I was like, "Did he just say go on the internet and search meat party?" <laughs> Um, listeners, I do not recommend searching meat party <laughs> on the internet. It was really funny. That was, that was a, that was a nice little, little moment in the boring role that it, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, again, this goes back to the wrestling tribalism. Yep. Am I going to go start tweeting about how WWE sucks? Like no one watches <laughs> raw, fuck raw, blah, blah, blah. No, no dog. Like this raw was bad. It was booked against the national championship game. Yep. They they know. Mm-hmm. They know that people are watching the Natty. And if you enjoyed Raw this week, good for you. I'm glad you did. I don't feel like I missed anything. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it this week. Maybe I won't. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right. Stocks rising, though. Ooh. Do you, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Man, hey. What a what a week for gender it's been. Hasn't it been incredible? WWE is so stupid for booking. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting on that one. I was, yeah. But dude, holy shit! Uh, what a weird time. Twenty twenty four, and Jinder Mahal is trending on Twitter, and he's going to have a championship match. So funny, so out of left field, and I honestly feel that Tony Khan. Uh, single-handedly like fueled this fire so much because it was a little like Mimi when it first happened, of course. But as soon as Tony Khan goes to Twitter and tweets what he tweets, that immediately gave gender just so much like backing on the internet. And like to a point I see what he's saying. And I do see what AEW fans say that like, as soon as he tweets something negative, it's like the whole world's against him. And that's just because there's just so many WWE fans out there just waiting to like pounce on him. So like, I get that. But at the same time, did you have to tweet that? That's what I was going to say. Like, Tony, <laughs> just shut your damn mouth. <laughs> like, did you, have, you, you had to have known what was going to happen. You tweet, you had to have known. I really feel like that's that tweet single handedly boosted gender more than anything AEW related. Like gender is just like all over the internet now. And of course he has his championship match and people are going to tune in now. So I, I know I'm going to like, I legitimately am more into tuning in now after the tweet because it really just amplified and magnified things so much more. So the, the question I have here now is uh, who's the baby face and who's the heel? Because I think, uh, I think, I think Jinder Mahal has got this uh, groundswell of support to carry him to be yeah. the new WWE world champion. Oh my God. What a meme that would be if he became the WWE champion. Don't worry. Yo. If that happened, judgment day music hits and oh, immediately losing that shit right away. What a crazy situation that would be, though, if that's actually what happens. You know, it's he wins the title. He's I don't think that would happen. I think they're going to give Seth his WrestleMania match, of course. <laughs> but I am excited for this match now. And to add to that, um, Jinder had a little promo sesh uh, with um, Seth. And 
Jinder's the fuck, kind of the fucking man. Like, he holds his own on the mic for sure. Man can talk. He gives a good promo. Again, like I said last week, I was not watching WWE back when Jinder was champion. So I know a lot of people were pissed about it, and it was kind of like a really bad run that kind of has a really big stain on it. People aren't happy about it. I know pretty much nothing of it. I just know of what I see from Jinder now. And it seems like the guy has a really good sense of humor and he knows how to capitalize on a moment because the man can talk and he's very convincing. He's very hateable. And because of what Tony Khan tweeted now that hate is turned to loved and now he's very lovable. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Yes. But hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, my first stock rising is for Brody Lee's protégés, Anna Jay and Preston Vance. Did this booking make sense? No. <laughs> Kayfabe-wise, didn't make any sense. They are heels in heel factions. I mean, Anna's kind of a tweener right now, but sure. We're, we'll book them to be on the babyface team for these eight-man and eight-woman tag matches on Dynamite last night. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, sure, They made it very clear that it was about, you know, kind of a, you know, in in honor of Brody Lee. That's why they're doing these tag matches, getting lots of stars out there. Sure, 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 sure. And this is what I came away from, from the men's eight-man tag match. Get Preston Vance out of La Faction and Gubernable right now. He's so good. (laughs) He can absolutely go he is very 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 good in the ring and i think he should be on tv more and he'd probably be on tv more if he wasn't in this faction of losers that is not on tv like he is in an AEW dark faction right now and Mm -hmm. there's no AEW dark for him to show anything anna i think she's kind of stagnated i think she's got her move set i don't think she's good on the mic at all um her one move is her finisher, uh, submission finisher, the Queen Slayer. It's fine. It's just a back headlock chore. I thought it was a really nice moment that they got the pins in both of their respective matches. Um, so I liked it. I popped for it um, when they got the pins each. But let's see more Preston Vance and Anna Jay. I think she's good kind of women's mid card. And she can kind of stay there. Anytime I think of Anna Jay, I think of that one promo she had where she's like, I got a fat ass and a bad attitude. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the lasting impression for her right yeah. now. <laughs> that shit slaps though. <laughs> uh, your stock rising. Uh, so um, I watched AEW Homecoming. It was pretty cool. Um, I liked it. I I know they've done these shows before. Um but uh, it's just, it's really cool to see such a unique arena that is, what's it called again? Daily's, Daily's Place. Place. Daily's Place. Yep. It's called Daily's Place. It's really cool to see. It's just really unique, very small, very intimate. Um, and it feels like almost like kind of nostalgic to me because uh, believe it or not, I did watch AEW in the very, very beginning. I was watching it like, what? <laughs> what? I was watching it weekly at the very beginning. Um, literally watched like the first episode I watched from like the first episode for like four or five months. Um, and it was intriguing. And I watched some during COVID, which they were at Daily's Place in COVID. 
Um, so, you know, all this time seeing Daly's place, uh, it's just cool to see it brought back. It just feels like almost nostalgic. It's really, I wish that more wrestling shows would go to more unique arenas. Um, not all the time, right? We don't, I don't want like, you know, 5,000 seated arena, like every freaking show or whatever, however many seats there are, but it's cool. as like a one-off here and there. It just gives a really unique visual that you don't typically get, um, at wrestling shows. So. I'm just a big fan of this. I hope they decide to continue it and do it every year because, you know, I'm a fan. I thought it was a really cool event that they had it like a homecoming event um, is what they called it. Um, I liked it from just like a making things a little different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, Stage was interesting. I hate the ramp that's like at ring level. I really don't (laughs) like that at all. I think it looks so cheesy. It's so funny. It makes it unique though. Yeah, very unique. Um, and I think it's really cool that AEW has a home, that yeah. that's their home base. And I'm sure they'll do a show there every year. Um, they should probably try to do it not during January because they the commentary team kept saying about how it was cold because <laughs> um, it's an open-air amphitheater. Oh, uh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's an amphitheater that's attached to the JAG Stadium mm. in Jacksonville. Yeah. So it, it was apparently a little chilly. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's maybe do that in like April or May or something like that. But uh, I think it's cool. I think it's. I mean, WWE doesn't have a home. Like they got that one. Uh, I don't even remember what the arena is called, but they got this one that uh, shit. It's got like red curtains on it. I couldn't tell you what it's called, but. Yeah. I could. I mean, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's not right. like you you could say like, oh yeah, this is like WWE's home arena. Yeah, like, no, no, this no. Is I don't their, think they have like a, a a place like that. That's they don't have home. a place that is their home base arena. Yeah. for Raw. Yeah, like Raw and SmackDown have a show there every year that's made a big deal out of it because it's their spot. Like they've done this homecoming thing a couple times before, right? I think they just canceled it like last year or something. AW. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they called it homecoming, but they definitely did a show at Daly's place last year. Gotcha. Not going to Google it now. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, at least I'm pretty sure like it's, it's, I mean, if it's attached to the Jag stadium, then I mean, I'm assuming Tony owns it. So they can go there whenever they want. Facts. (laughs) Um, and our last stock rising is for MVP. Oh yeah. States champion MVP. (laughs) He allegedly knocked out Chris Jericho a few years ago on the Jer Cruz. So we'll just leave it at that. But stock rising MVP. Yeah, Props buddy. To you, brother. Shout out to my guy. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta get him back on TV. I love him. Yeah. He really needs to come back for real. Do you think he, he should come back to manage Lashley and the Profits? That's an interesting question. Uh you know what? As much as like Montez is so good on the mic, but yeah, I think having him involved, he doesn't necessarily have to uh, be like the mouthpiece all the time because again, Montez is great on the mic and yeah, but Bobby Lashley's being the mouthpiece for them and he can't talk. That's facts. Yeah. It's been weird that Bobby is the mouthpiece because that's not his strength. His strength no. is his strength. His strength is like, holy shit. Look at this fucking guy. That's his yes, strength. Exactly. So Yep, that's kind of strange. If they're going to go continue with Bobby, then absolutely, yeah. Fucking move MVP into that spot if you're not going to utilize Montez for it. I, I did see a rumor recently that they are looking at repackaging uh, repackaging Omos in some way. 
Yo, he's been gone for a minute. Yeah, he's listed creatively as a big draw or something, or like he's to be used for select shows or something like that. Like I don't know why, but Amos is not a draw. Yeah, it's just he's just big. <laughs> like if you maybe he'll probably pop up in the Rumble as like just someone who's there because like you got to have a yeah. big boy come yeah, out in the Rumble, big boy. Pop in, like eliminate a few people, people to, yeah. and then a few people like gotta help everybody yep, to like yep, get them yep, out together. Yeah, yep, it's yep, gotta happen. Yep. Big show's not there, so somebody's gotta do it. Yeah, somebody, somebody's gotta <laughs> do it. So we've got coming up here two episodes. So the week of not next week, but the following week, we'll be able to preview the Royal Rumble. Maybe we'll talk about who we think's gonna return. If you say Sasha Banks, I'm gonna come through this computer screen and slap you. That's who. But, okay. I will. I, she will be in the list, but I'll think of others. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. So we'll, 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 you have that coming up people. Um, seems like it's a bit of a slow time for wrestling right now. Um, but Royal Rumble looks like it's going to be a big show packed show. Going to be lots of people on it. We, you know, got the men's and women's rumble matches. Roman Reigns has a match. United States championship is on the line. Um, I'm sure Seth's going to have somebody to do something with there, maybe. Probably. Who knows? Um, maybe they'll find something for Rhea. Maybe they'll find something for Io. But we gotta, we're got we getting close to the Rumble, and there's not a lot booked for it. So let's see what happens. Well, you can't, um, you can't really book around somebody who's going to be a surprise entrant like Sasha Banks. So <laughs> Anything else you're looking forward to over the next week? Uh, no, nothing specific. I'm just really excited for the rumble, man. I'm just, yeah, that's, what that's I'm most where I'm at. For. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get to the rumble. To Come the rumble, on, baby. Oh, it's, a, it's almost my birthday. My birthday's on the 24th. So that's right before the rumble. Hell yeah. yeah. Brother. Going to be a uh, 28. Almost 30. Almost 30. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and find us on YouTube at Let Me Pod Too. You can find Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. If you want, give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. Like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell for notifications. Mm-hmm. We're on every major podcast platform and on the tubes. We are. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>